yes, this is Danhausen here. Danhausen, bitches are for shooting the breeze with Bash and Jameshausen. Yes, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort, based in the UK. It's quite nice. Danhausen's here to give you a very nice, very evil shout out of some sort. And also, you, Danhausen's wishing you the powers to knock out the breeze horse. That is Warhorse in disguise, Danhausen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the breeze with the breeze horse. So. You must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Danhausen. Good luck. Hey, uh, this is episode 76 of Shooting the Breeze. Um, just want to thank Danhausen for the intro. Um, it's with Bash. Um, with me, James. And I have a, another special guest to uh, review the upcoming Royal Rumble. Uh, James, another James. Do you want to introduce James. yourself? James Squared. I appreciate you having me on. No, I uh, appreciate um, everybody, ha- you know, coming on, and you know, obviously, the more the merrier. Um, Indeed. But yeah, uh, how's everybody been in the lockdown part three? Are you all coping? I'm going stir crazy, and alcohol helps. <laughs> and I, I downloaded a game on Xbox yesterday and spent about ten hours playing it. And it's awful, but I'm addicted to it already, so that kind of sums up my lockdown as well. What is what it? Game. Um, it's called... Um, oh, I don't know what it's called, now. Something the Spire. It'll come to me in a minute. Let me find it. Slow Spire, something the Spire. Okay. Are you playing on Xbox One or Series X? or um, Xbox One. It's literally it's just like it's like a card based RPG if that makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah, um, yeah so like you'll play a card that'll do damage you've got to get defence etc etc but once I find it I'll let you know what it is because it's gone from my mind now but I've literally spent an unhealthy amount of time playing it and you don't achieve anything from it <laughs> to be fair I've downloaded that um, the medium which is the new um, it's like the first game for the Xbox Series X that they've like you know like the first next gen kind of game and it's it's weird it's basically resident evil like the control mechanisms the game style it's like a resident evil game mixed with a del toro movie very weird but i'm gonna give it a go i think i've seen it i think i've seen it advertised um just going back to what i was saying slay the spire is the name of the game um, that I've been playing um, but that medium looks good I've seen some good things about the medium I did see the the first um, the first demo of Resident Evil 8 as well which looks pretty good as well mm, I've just started playing Resident Evil 7 actually because it uh, landed on Game Pass and it absolutely scares the shit out of me I think I prefer <laughs> zombies like seriously like, these Resident Evil games were like psychos in rather than zombies I prefer zombies you know where you stand these psychos <laughs> Like, if, if a zombie's coming at you, it's like, okay, it's a zombie, it's trying to eat you. These Resident Evil games are psychopaths. You've got, like, people with fucking machetes running at you, just go, you motherfucker. And it's like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. James and James, how do you two kind of know each other from the pages? Uh, like, yeah, we work together. Yeah, and you've been to a few shows together, haven't you? So. When shows, yeah. when shows are on here, yeah. Yeah. Was, we came through for a mutual bond of wrestling t-shirts. I think is where we started. Yeah, pretty much. And then went to a couple of uh, Fight Club Pro shows in Wolverhampton, which yeah. are good before it all got closed down. It was. At least we got to see Walter. 
Yeah, like, absolutely destroying people before the lockdown. Walter's big return. Mate, we were like five foot away from a table that Walter put someone through. I seen, when I watched a match between Walter and Chris Brooks, I seen him throw Chris Brooks for about eight rows of chairs. Just launched them through everything all the way through. Yeah, and Brooks is now uh, in DDT. Yeah, he's in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah, doing really well. I think. Yeah, I he's doing really well. Yeah, he's like on the. He was on, like, I think, Tokyo Sports, one one of the top foreign stars over there right now. Didn't he win the DDT Championship as well? Major promotion. I'm not sure, you know. I don't really follow DDT that much. I've got a feeling, based yeah. on his Twitter account, he did win it, but I don't think he still got it. Yeah, he did, and he lost it. That was the last that I kept up with it. I remember him losing it, um, but that's about as far as it came up. But just from watching the way he was on the mic in an independent, um, he was always kind of outgrowing the, the independent scene so it's good to see that he's gone to a, a bigger promotion and he's doing well over there yeah. I hope he ends up in New Japan and gets like proper kind of recognition because DDT is like it's like Japan's indie kind of scene isn't yeah. it yeah yeah, but a lot of people eventually DDT people forget like mm-hmm. Abushi meant DDT Omega was in DDT like <clears throat> the most unconventional wrestlers come from DDT into New Japan so I dare say New Japan's probably got the eye on him. They've got their eyes on him. <coughs> Sorry, I'm just cleaning my thought. But yeah, let's go on to uh, some of the news. Obviously, we're going to cover the Royal Rumble, but uh, I'll just cover a few um, notes that uh, have been happening with the uh, WWE signing a lot of uh, Japanese women's wrestlers right now. So uh, Triple H's little fetish. Looks like it, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, loves him. he loves them. <laughs> Yeah, signed a woman called what's her name? You know, James Sorry. Or, um, how to pronounce her name? Yeah, she was in. Um, she had. Oh, I'll get my words out eventually. I can't remember. Can't remember her name top head, but she was the woman who, uh, Kairi who Asuka, sorry, had her last match with in Japan. Um, okay. which was quite a few years ago now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she's been signed, but. Her deal's a little bit weird because I don't know if it's a permanent full-time deal. I've got a feeling it might just be a select number of dates. No, that's Miko. You're thinking about Miko Satomura. Oh, okay. Sorry, oh. actually signed, signed, isn't it? Basically, they signed Miko Sat- Satomura and she's uh, still president of her own promotion. So I think she's just going to do set of dates for NXT UK and all the taping and stuff like that. I don't know, she can still have a promotion and sign a full-time WWE contract. Trent Seven did. He had Fight Club Pro and he was... Yeah, but she's travelling between here and Japan. Especially the way things are right now. Yeah, she's probably got some... Probably another kind of party member looking after it in Japan. But, um... No, it's... It's good to... It's good that WWE and Triple H, especially, getting this kind of talent in. Like, I wish AEW would do the same with their women's division. I think they're having problems bringing people in. Just like, you know, I don't think you're going to see Satamora for a long time. Just getting people into the country is going to be tough. Vice versa, like in Japan right now, mm-hmm. it's, it's very tough for people to come in. Like all borders seem to be shutting down right now, like everywhere. So. Like like I was saying, we're talking after Wrestle Kingdom, the amount of people that had to leave because they didn't know what was happening with the borders of every different country. 
it's very difficult to book things right now. So mm-hmm. for for me, Satomore is a it's a it's a weird one. Um, I think he's a great I think he's a great pull for WWE. Absolutely a great pull. But I've seen her in Fight Club Pro. She was Fight Club Pro as world champion. I've seen her have matches with Mark Davis. Um, we actually put her through a table, so she's she's definitely taken a fair few knocks. But like you said, she's got her own promotion. It just seems like a is NXT UK. I wouldn't say beneath her, but is it really going to be? Is it going to be a place for her to kind of go in? Is she going to go in and just dominate straight away? Is she just going to be there to kind of bring over other people, or for example, the Sunday Girls? Is that going to be part of what she's there for as almost an ambassador as she'll get a few things in, get everything settled and then that's Triple H's way of then getting first dibs on the next wave of up-and-coming female Japanese wrestlers? Probably. It's a good show. The, the way things are looking, that's the way it looks, isn't it, from a like, you know, talent standpoint. Obviously, to be fair, it's, it's a good thing that, you know, at least NXT UK are getting some new stars because, I mean, after that whole bloody... Speaking out, speak out, fucking movement. Fucking NXT UK was bare. It was like it's like trying to run a show with a skeleton crew. Yeah, but is it like it's not really NXT UK anymore? It's NXT everywhere, everybody. You know what I mean? It's never really been NXT UK. If you think Rhea Ripley was there, Tony Storm was there. They're Australians. They're not British. Or it's not, I don't class it as NXT UK. Like, Walter's not even British, he's just worked the British scene. It's like people who've kind of worked the British scene kind of delve into NXT UK as like like a filter for NXT. Yeah. Well, it's you like, really, it's like Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn should be the face of NXT UK, but it's he's just that good that he needs to be on a bigger stage and yeah. a bigger platform because, you know, so does Walter. Walter is, oh, God. I know he's but they did kind of bring champion, him over. They should be doing so much more with him. They kind of brought him over, remember, and then obviously his travel got all messed up, didn't it? Mm. So I think Pete's moved, didn't he? Uh, Pete has moved to the States yeah. now, apparently. So. so that's the thing, isn't it? Walter doesn't want to move, isn't it? So that's why he's kind of in limbo, isn't it? I guess. James, do you want to... Other James, do you want to add anything to that? <laughs> Uh, you can call me Jim if you want I don't mind that's what most people call me Um, but I agree with everything that's just been said I feel like NXT UK it's after it got stripped out by the speak out movement it's almost like a feeder into a feeder into the main like into the main product of Raw and Smackdown Mm. as if they're they're just trying to tie people down to contracts as quickly as possible and I think it's got a lot of potential but like you've just mentioned Pete Dom, Tony Storm, Walter there, starting to fluctuate, Rhea Ripley starting to fluctuate into the American um, NXT. Because um, the young veterans are always in, um, yeah. the Dusty Classic, and they always do well. I think they're doing well at the moment. I haven't kept up with it recently, but as far as I've seen, yeah, they're doing yeah. well. Uh, um, there's a takeover so, next week. So. Yeah, no, so it looks, it looks like Day, isn't it? they're going to be the next wave of stars yeah. to go over. And it's there's so much potential with the NXT UK brands to build on but it just seems like the second anyone gets ahead of steam they get plucked out yeah. straight into the proper NXT and then it's leaving that gap consistently and I think that's my only worry of NXT UK is it going to get to the point where like James said it's been stripped to the bare bones is it then going to just start to dwindle and I hope that it's going in the right direction if you're going to sign people like me because that's more but is there then going to be other people that they can bring in 
that'll keep that brand growing rather than just losing the like the people that they're building up. Yeah, I I completely uh, agree with that those points. It's a, it's a strange one. Like, I guess you just have to see where it goes from now on. I normally just watch the big matches from NXT UK. I'm not. I'm not watching it weekly. I'm not like I'm. I'm barely catching up on everything right now. It's kind of even though we're in lockdown. And I think we've got all the time in the world. <laughs> there's still a, there's still a lot to like catch up on. Really, if you think about it, like so I watch a lot of New Japan. They have a lot of shows running all the time. And uh, um, there was just a show today that I need yeah, to Moxley, up on um, oh, and, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Actually, I know there's Tana and Shingo had a, like an amazing match. Um, I don't know what the finish is. So, so he's in Japan. Yeah, Moxley's in Japan at the moment. Okay. Because so um, he had a standoff with Kenta for the US title. So he's going to face Kenta probably at a castle attack. Yeah. It looks like it. So been talking about Moxley. Man. Everyone's been talking about Moxley on Twitter today because, like, obviously he, you know, he was in Japan, so they've got people talking. And then it was just a very kind of big, open and frank conversation about, like, has Moxley kind of succeeded in AEW or was he better off as Dean Ambrose? And I was, like, thinking about it. And I think I preferred him as Dean Ambrose in WWE. I don't think, like, Moxley, I think his title run was lacklustre. And I think he's just, I don't know, I I just don't think he's meshing well in AEW. I, I reckon within three years, I reckon Dean Ambrose will be back in WWE. Uh, are they James? Um, yeah, I, I agree, to be fair. Um, I think, from my perspective, of it, is maybe the pandemic has hindered the production of his reign in terms of what they can and can't do. But it does seem like he just seems to go from match to match. There's no real build-up like you would normally expect. But like he was when you mentioned Dean Ambrose, when he was Dean Ambrose, he was always in and around. He had different things to do. Obviously, he had the shield that there was always to fall back on. He just seemed like more of a presence at the moment. He just seemed like when he went through his reign, he just seemed like he was floating in and out of match here and there. He'd have a big match. He'd do a few big moments. He'd go away. He'd come back for a little bit. And that just seemed like it was a very broken up run. It didn't really seem like it had any impact, like you like rightly said. So I think it's, I agree that three years time, if he doesn't go to New Japan full time or do a stint in New Japan, I would expect to see him back in WWE before long. I think, I don't think he's going full time. He's got misses and, and misses his pregnant. So as a hundred percent, don't think he's going that much, but, um, WWE, I reckon as long as those bridges haven't been burned kind of too badly. It depends on Renee as well. People forget that you know Renee left as well, and so yeah, true, very true. People well, forget Renee's that on talking smack. You know that show. That no, she'll be on backstage, but that's not. A, I know, yeah, I know. That, it's not basically, a, that's not that's not WWE content. It's Fox, it? isn't it? It's Fox, isn't it? So it's completely different. And then, like, I, I haven't, I haven't really minded his reign AEW. I thought he was doing some great stuff. Obviously, he wasn't there all the time because obviously, you know, the pandemics affected everybody, and it and travel and restrict some surprise. He made it to Japan. You know what I mean? It's a big risk for him to be there, especially with his missus being pregnant. Do you know what I mean? You'll have to quarantine for well, ten days there, ten days back. Probably and get tested thoroughly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know? but um, 
Yeah, the other big news was uh, this uh, Peacock deal, the $1 billion again. It seems like uh, man making money. Vince McMahon just wants all the money, all the billions. So he's took, what, he took like, what, billion off Fox. He took, like, what, three, four hundred million off the Saudis. And then one billion for merging the... It's basically only in the US, though, which is weird. It's like, so what does the rest of, you know, the countries get? Do they get the same level of value and service? My only worry with this deal is, is that the only reason I've got the network is for the extras, not for the pay-per-views or the, the you know, the, not even for the pay-per-views, just like the extra documentaries and they're really interesting, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And you know, talking smack, etc., things like that. And I really hope they don't kind, kind of, of just lose interest or lose focus on the important stuff. Yeah, I just not just just not have it as like a just pay per views like. No, I know like, what you're saying. Like the documentaries and behind the scenes stuff, you know, like the Broken Skull sessions and the Chronicles and um, the Three Sixty Fives and etc. etc. They're all really <laughs> interesting to me. You know, they're just doing in new series called Icons aren't they from on Sunday the I don't Zuma. think there'll be any change at all except for you might see some of the celebrities who are like the lead characters in some of the best Peacock TV shows appearing on WWE TV in some capacity I think I don't really think there's going to be any major changes if anything I reckon there'll be a bit more content on the network that's not wrestling related or they'll have like I said actors kind of interacting with wrestlers I don't think there'll be much change to be honest I think it was more so that I'm not sure because have the WWE like I, I don't know it's, it's going to be a weird one but I mean good on Vince for making an extra bill but he, the, he needed it but the thing is you know UFC have kind of got that deal with ESPN and they're with Disney but yeah they still have the UFC app which has all the documentaries and stuff on there so is it going to be a split thing do you know what I'm saying mm. you see where I'm coming from I don't know I suppose time will tell but I say if they're just going to just do the pay-per-views then it's not worth the 9.99 for me um we'll see like 9.99 a month just for the pay-per-views where you can obviously you know find them in other places isn't worth isn't worth paying for I don't know what, uh, how you feel about it, uh, other Jim. Sorry, um, I'm just calling you Jim. Yeah, so I've looked into this quite a lot since it goes through, because this is the kind of stuff that fascinates me. So I've got a little bit of facts and figures, and I think a lot of it is to do with money. So I think I've read about it so far. It's said that the network will, when it goes on there, they'll still produce the, the products like Broken School Sessions um, and then additional things. But when I looked into it a little bit further, so obviously there's a billion dollars. Um, but the WWE Network have got 1.1 million subs there or thereabout just in the US, um, whereas Peacock has got 15 million. So mm. I think it's a lot of it is to span it onto a broader network. Um, but for especially for the American the audience, the American audience, they've got two different options with Peacock, and the Wrestling Network or WWE Network is included in both. So you can either have 9.99 a month with no ads or 4.99 with ads. And it still shows on both. So if you're willing to sit through ads or you're willing to watch ads, um, you can get it for half the price that you're currently paying for now. So I think a lot of it's going to be an expansion of that. And now that NBC own 
the network. They own the television rights to Raw and NXT. Um, I think with the I think the Fox deal runs out in twenty twenty four, something like that. I think NXT will or NXT NBC will look to get into a bidding war with Fox to get that, and then potentially look at buying the company out as a whole. I think they're only little bits and pieces almost like playing Monopoly they're, they're buying bits and pieces when they can yeah. and then in order to kind of overtake their company like I was surprised that, that in terms of shares Vince owns 34% of the company and then he's got 80% voting power whether they're then going to look to purchase just his percentage of the company and leave him with his voting power I'm not sure however it goes that, that deep I think it's going to be something that does work well for the network as long as like you said as long as they keep keep doing what they're already doing the 9.99 for the pay-per-view yeah you save money if you look at it from a financial point if you're going to buy them every single month but like you alluded to a minute ago you're in a world now where you don't have to you yeah. can find them elsewhere or you can watch them someone will upload them on youtube the next day if you're willing to wait a day or two um that's just the way the world is so i do spend a lot of the time watching the other bits and pieces you can start with pay-per-views are good um, but you can find them pretty much anywhere. But I'm excited for the Icon stuff. Yokozuna is one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. So when that comes out on Sunday, that's certainly going to be something to watch. But if it does then just become just the pay-per-views, just the weekly shows, 9.99 from my standpoint, wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth it. It'd be, it'd be pointless unless you can qualify for the 4.99. Um, I don't but think... Gonna... Sorry, I didn't mean to... But I don't think okay. us lot are... Us not going to be qualified for that because it's only a US deal. Yeah, so, no, I agree. So they're, they're going to get the merge is meant to start in March. Um, so so I, just before Mania. Yeah, so I can't imagine it's gonna it's gonna affect us if at all. I won't imagine it would affect us for a fair while, unless Peacock then decide to create some form of streaming service that we can get in America, um, England, and then see if they can merge it together there. But I suppose if they've got one point, I think they're quarter one last year they put out there was between 1.4 and 1.5 with total subscribers to the network and then 600,000 that were free so if half of them are in America it makes sense to just focus on there and if the network works and the platform works just keep it as it is rolling for the remainder of the people that are national or global uh, yeah uh, other James um, to be fair like I like, like uh, James said I don't think that the UK and the kind of what we get is going to be kind of changed in any way, kind of shape or form. However, as a whole and as a company, I think WWE within, if we look like, all right, fast forward to 2026, I think WWE as a whole is going to look a lot different. And I, I think, I don't actually think that like Vince will be the primary kind of, owner of WWE within five years the way everything's going I reckon he'll have a say and he'll be involved but I think that somebody else will own WWE because my thoughts on it which kind of strays away from the whole Peacock conversation but I reckon once Vince is done with WWE Vince and Stephanie are going to take a step back and then Stephanie Vince is going to be financially backing Stephanie in a um, like government way, like within America, like 
I can see Stephanie like campaigning to be fucking vice president, president. I reckon she's going to go into politics. And I reckon that Vince is building up all this cap- capital because he's going to financially back it and make it work. Interesting. Unless Kanye West gets there. <laughs> Mate, there is no... Oh, God. President Kanye. <laughs> yep. Crazy old Kanye. And be a president of the free world in 2024. <laughs> You think, Trump, you think Trump was bad bringing Kanye? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, they had some pretty notable things to say on the Joe Rogan podcast. One I've heard so far. Pretty interesting. Who, Taker? No, uh, Kanye. Oh, uh, it was never. Um, but yeah, Taker had some interesting takes as well. Well, yeah, he just basically that. thinks that everyone in the locker room's soft. Yeah, and Goldberg said the same thing, didn't he? Mate, Goldberg's yeah. a prick, that's why. <laughs> I did see that Roman Reigns just responded to, but I'm not actually seeing what he said yet. Or whether they're just building something up in the in the background, but I've seen that apparently Roman Reigns has spoken out about both the comments about the locker room being soft. What did you say? Uh, I'm not really, literally just before I came on, um, oh, I've seen that um, another YouTube channel had put it up to say that Roman Reigns has made comments about it, but I didn't get a chance to have a look at it just yet. But it looks like it's either it's either a work or they've offered some favors but I, I agree to an extent I know it's you've got to be safe at work and environment absolutely but it would have been a lot different back in the day like in 97 right attitude era like it would have been a lot different I can imagine like wrestlers going you know having the match going through the curtain and sitting in and having a drink and you know just you know chatting just chilling but uh, I don't know but do you think it's a different product as well? It is. It's not just... And people forget Taker was making that point on the podcast. He, he said, okay, things may be a bit soft, but he goes to cater for a worldwide audience now. Yeah. And, you know, kids and, you know, etc. whatever. And, like, you know, he may say this may have lost his edge, but he understands there's a business side to it as well. And, you know, mm. Vince is more business orientated than the actual nitty-grittiness of things especially now with uh, the way he's doing deals I suppose just adapting like it's moving with the times isn't it you know it is what it is isn't it I guess um, I think that uh, most of the notable things um, we'll get on to uh, the most important juicy things the uh, 2021 the, Royal Rumble predictions yeah the road to uh, Wrestlemania is uh, finally officially upon started yeah, which I'll probably go on about for the next three months after this. Oh, yeah. Can I just uh, mention that um, the one thing that we did, um, well, the one little bit of new before we start going into predictions, it will tie in, but um, on Twitter, um, there is a lot of talk and speculation that uh, one of my favourite picks for the Rumble, Keith Lee, has in fact tested positive for COVID. At the moment, Keith Lee hasn't kind of acknowledged it himself, but it's kind of, there are a lot, like Twitter's kind of blown up a little bit. So, because I think, although I don't know if he was going to win it, I think he was going to do very well and have a notable performance. And I think this has been a bit of a setback. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, well, if he has got it, wish him well <laughs> yeah um we'll go through the undercard stuff before we get to the 
Rumble mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the most notable ones are probably going to be, uh, like the women's tag match. I don't see them. I see them losing the belts if they're just going to build up to Asuka versus Charlotte for a Raw yeah, title match. That's I hundred uh, percent think that Charlotte, Charlotte and Asuka are going to lose the belts, and I think that Asuka will take the pin. And then sets up something for them to have a match for the Raw title. Yeah. Charlotte will be going into WrestleMania as champion. 100%. Probably the way they've booked it before. I think, what have we got before WrestleMania? Is it Elimination Chamber? Yes, yeah, Elimination Chamber. No, yeah. yeah, it's Elimination Chamber after... After the Rumble. Unit. So, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Charlotte will win the title of Asker at... Um, elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Okay. Uh, Sasha Banks, Carmella, I don't... What What, what do you think, uh, James? Who, who are you picking for? Um, the, the tag team match. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I agree with everyone. It's probably the most obvious thing going into a Royal Rumble at the moment is that Charlotte Flair and Asuka are going to lose the belts. They haven't done anything really to elevate the belts other than just be big stars. And they've yeah. really... Um, they've had very random matches as well. And they've really... They have had matches. It's been, like, random. And they've really separated them. They're not... kind of put them together. They've got, they've got their own stories, which is weird. Yeah, so like you got you got Asuka with Alexa Bliss and then you got... Charlotte, the Charlotte with, with Lacey, Lacey Evans. Evans and you're like, why give them the double belts and you're not going to use them then? There's no point. There was no point then. Yeah, it just it seems like such a strange like, if you look at them in comparison to Nia Jackson and Shana, Shana Baszler they look like a tag team and it just I think my prediction for that, it does tie into kind of where I'm going to go with the Royal Rumble but I think it might be a little bit too obvious but it just seems like I think Asuka is going to take the pin and I'll be very very surprised if Charlotte Flair doesn't go into it doesn't go into Wrestlemania as the champion yeah, I don't very think, I don't think she's winning the Rumble this year I think she'll to be fair, as it's a prediction show, I also predict that Nia Jax will injure somebody in the ring. <laughs> There's a good chance that Nia Jax could injure yeah. everybody in the ring, including the commentators. And then you got, uh, I think Banks is retaining against Carmella. I don't see, <sighs> see Carmella. I, I like Carmella. Like, she's got so much better in every way. She's got better in the ring. She's got better like character work, mic work. She's just better. to be fair, I don't like Sasha Banks, so it's I'm biased. I don't I, I don't I wanna see Carmella win. I think Sasha's taking a belt to Mania. I hate to say Probably. The mate's looking in. But I, that, I think I definitely think Sasha Banks is winning. I do agree that I think Carmella is great. I think she's a great heel. I think she's very, very detestable when she's on the mic and the way that she kind of runs things. I just struggle to find a storyline that they're going to create between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania for for Sasha Banks. I think it's going to be someone that comes out brand new, unless it is done out in the Elimination Chamber. Because I think they've done Bailey and Sasha Banks to death, as good as it was. Yeah. I think they've done it to death. Um, I think Bailey and... Uh, Bianca Belair I've got a good thing going on at the moment the only thing that I can potentially see happening um, is maybe a triple threat at Wrestlemania probably yeah. as a way to keep them all involved between Bianca Belair Bailey, and then Sasha Banks um, but I think probably be a triple threat because they've got two nights to film remember yeah, so they're, they're doing a, they're doing a 
Wrestle Kingdom style thing to try and get two sets of uh, gates in, two sets of monies in, because then park capacity in it. And they agreed on what the capacity is going to be because I did see rumours of twenty five thousand, but I wasn't. And then it went sure that was They're um, looking. They're looking at the NFL, and if the NFL end up getting the case, then they're in Shit's Creek. Basically, then it's going to probably be at the Thunderdome. If there's one case at the NFL, somebody tests positive or whatever afterwards, and they find out there's a cluster in Norway, they're going to let them go through a WrestleMania. Yeah, I heard 25, and then I heard that it was agreed on 15 per night. Probably be 15, 10, 15. And you know what, though? Even with 15,000, at least it'd have an atmosphere. I like the Thunderdome. I actually think it is very innovative. And like the way that sports is being done as a whole at the moment, I think that the Thunderdome is definitely the most... Like, it's... It's probably the best one available. Probably, but then you got the difference between there and Japan. Japan, at least they're letting fans in, but obviously they're not shouting or screaming, etc., etc. So mm. you know, there's there's a huge difference between America and like obviously places like that. Obviously, you got AEW where there's fans and they're shouting and screaming through the masks, etc. So it's gonna gonna be it's gonna be odd to see. A WWE event with live fans again. I think that's I can't gonna, wait. I think that's going to be the oddest thing. I just wish it was the Rumble, but never mind. I did kind of tell you that it wasn't going to be the Rumble. It's going to be this is going to be like that two nights and then I'm going back to the Thunderdome till more this shit clears up. And what I've read now is like globally this ain't going to stop till 2023, 2024. So. They're going to have like little clusters like these other events where you have certain fans in like for big, It's like big testing shows. the waters, isn't it? Just to kind of see what the damage is like having... So they'll probably do it in stages. So they'll say, right, okay, uh, WWE WrestleMania, they're allowed 15,000 in per night and then we're going to look at what cases develop. So if they have, you know, see how many people catch it if any, if anybody, if anybody dies, and then they can use that as a basis or as a measuring stick. Okay, right, fifteen thousand. Right, clearly doesn't work. Right, we'll try ten, and then just to try and keep that kind of, you know, the. It's not really the hospitality sector. It's more of a, you know, the sp- like it's live events, en- live and events and entertainment kind yeah. of. They need to try and keep it alive as much as they can. I think uh, the flaming lips did something where they put the fans in like bubbles or something like that you know like roller balls that'd be sick and uh yeah the flaming lips if you want to check that out they kind of did something really interesting where they put them in like balls and like but then you kind of like in the ball for a long time so it's like you gotta give props to fans in japan who wear masks for like three hours four hours it's not an easy thing to do do you know what i mean to wear a mask for that long it's a stress just wearing a mask going shopping, let alone wearing it for hour after hour. Yeah, so I think a lot of people forget about the the fans need some props as well. I don't know what WWE's uh, policy will be about masking, but since it's, out, since it's outdoor, crowd will wear a mask, and if they don't, I reckon they'll be getting dragged out by security. But if it's outdoor, you don't need to wear a mask. That's the thing. 
So the NFL would be they they basically want to copy the NFL Super Bowl. So if you look at what the fans are going to be like there, then you probably get a gist of what WWE is going to kind of try and pull off. I hope that they do. But um, so back what, to um, yeah, yeah. The so matches. You we're got, all uh, agreed that Sasha Banks is going to retain. Yeah, yeah triple threat Mania would be the obvious point. Uh, Reigns versus Owens is a interesting one. As sad as I am to say it, there is not a chance in hell that Kevin Owens is winning that belt. But it'd be a really good match. It's been a good rivalry. I think yeah. it's been absolutely incredible. And it, it Kevin Owens, it's put him back in, you know, where he should be, in title contention, you know, at the top of the show. But, but it's unfortunate that He's facing Roman Reigns, who is not going to lose. But like I said, it was like... People forget that, you know, when Kevin Owens goes to Raw, he kind of slumpers out, and then as soon as he hits SmackDown, he kind yeah. of gets on fire again. There's something about a SmackDown right now. I don't know what they're doing with Raw. What is it? It's like AJ. AJ Styles, he does his best work on SmackDown. There's just something about a SmackDown that has some sort of magic. SmackDown and NXT are the best WWE shows going right now in my book like Raw the only reason I watch Raw because Joel's on commentary and I think he might be a surprise entrant on him to do the Booker T yeah I've got I've got images of Joe um, well, well we'll come to that afterwards but um, it's not a bad show I think this this match for me has got match of the year contender written all over it I think it's certainly going to be match of the night and it's also a, screw finish. I reckon yeah. Russo's going to yeah, return. Yeah, Russo's going to come in, yeah, one of them. No, it's, I reckon one of them or both of them are going to be there and they're going to... There's going to be some kind of screwed finish. This, for me, has got a little bit of The Rock versus Mankind in 1999, the I match, where you just couldn't get him to quit, so something happened Yeah, in order to get the win. And I think that kind of falls in line with your, your screw finish. I think the rival has been great. I think people have slept on how good Kevin Owens is. Um, when it needs to be but I certainly agree with some form of some form of finish that's either going to build another storyline or it's going to at least allow them to have another match and continue for a little bit longer I don't think it will go into Wrestlemania as the match they've said this is the final one yeah this should be the final one they're, they're billing it as like the last know, this, yeah, the, the last, the last one, match but... yeah because Owens then will be in the elimination chamber probably yeah yeah um, I don't see Owens going into the rumble after this, after that match. And be I don't think he's going to be able to. I reckon yeah, the, the ending to this match is going to be something along the lines of the Kevin fucking Owens up, yeah. is literally like the only way he could stop. Like the only way they ended the match is that like Kevin Owens literally got beaten to the point he was just unable to continue, yeah. kind of thing, and just ref- give up. And then you got uh, the match that I. Uh, Completely despise Scheitberg versus McIntyre. Uh, the build-ups have been terrible. The, the fuck-ups for Goldberg have been awful. Like, McIntyre should just go just in a and walking just, catastrophe. McIntyre should just go in and give him a claim, like, three, four claymores and that's it. Don't fuck him off out of there. Yeah, I think McIntyre, I'm picking McIntyre to retain. But now, now Vince is booking, though. That's the problem, isn't it? 
Yeah, he, that's the exact problem that I've got with this. This match isn't going longer than five minutes. No, it's not. Nah. It's not a five-minute match. It's going. It's a, five it's a squash. Minutes. It's a squash of some some. Yeah, somebody's getting squashed. Yeah, it's... and I would like to hope it is going to go in Drew's favour, but Vince and Goldberg have got some sort of love affair. Yeah, if... some sort because the amount of people he screwed over. Fuck he's, me, he's, he's not over. a. He's not a good. He's just not a good wrestler. He never has been a good wrestler. He's been impactful. I think when he came in in WCW, it was breath of fresh air. Don't get me wrong. It was good for a while. But yeah, if you put him and Kevin Nash in a match together, they had a match when he lost the title. And there was about four actual wrestling moves that was done in that match. A couple of punches and then the jackknife when it was done. But he hasn't got anything in as powerful and as big as he has. He, would you trust him after what he did? I know he was concussed and what he did to Taker in Tony Raider. Would you trust him to pick up Drew McIntyre for Jack Hammer? And it's part time, no. part time as well. <laughs> it's a part time as part timer. You know what I mean? People are talking about John Cena. At least John Cena can still go. You know it's, what a I'm it's, it's a name. I get it's a name um, from a business standpoint, but there's so many wrestlers that are knocking around that deserve the opportunity. It's not a main event WrestleMania match. It's a problem. You could have. There's so many people. Like I said, there's so many people that you could have put in there. It just it just baffles me why they keep coming back to him all of the time. I don't know. There's some something there. I've Vince. I've got a feeling that McIntyre is going to retain, but then I, I think Goldberg's going to pull double duty. I think he's going to come into Rumble as well. Yep. I reckon he's going to come in at number. It's going to be late. I reckon he'll be like number fucking twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I think this is the first match on the card. Would make sense. If it's the first yeah. match on the card, he's definitely coming in. So why, if yeah, this well, be the first match on the card, yeah, you know what's happening. 100%. If it's not the first match on the card, then you've got some breathing space. See, you know this I mean? rumble's a weird one because there are so many ways that this could go. Yeah, but that's yeah, what makes it, it interesting. Like last year, you kind of, you know, obviously we're all together and, you know, we're watching it, um, me and James and the somebody else um, who we don't mention because he wants credit oh yeah <laughs> we've got we, we, we've got one of my friends who came on the show before um, to be fair he was only joking around but he was on Xbox Live and he goes what did he want he wanted a he wanted a payment I was like we don't even get paid when <laughs> uh, we get paid you'll get paid so, yeah, so, so I told him I'm not mentioning his name on the podcast anymore <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But, no. but yeah, it's year you could. Myers, yeah, but you can. You couldn't. You yeah, year goes fast. You know what I mean. Oh, like, literally, I came back from Japan probably with COVID. I was patient oh, mate, zero. You were so sick when you got back from Japan. <laughs> I was probably patient zero. I didn't realize. I come back the um, few weeks after. Me and you are watching the rumble. But like Drew McIntyre's kicked out Lesnar, I'm like that's the WrestleMania match, and yeah, that's it. Ended McIntyre's up being the, like the he ended up being the WrestleMania match, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But no one else is winning this match. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but then this year, even with the women's and the men's, you kind of got a whole different, interesting side to it, they've, which makes it fun. They've been smart on like, especially on SmackDown, like building up the Rumble and making people seem more credible. So they've spent a few weeks, like, right, they turned Nakamura face and gave him some wins. They gave Cesaro a legit clean win mm. over Daniel Bryan, which is a pretty big feat, I think, in WWE. Although I don't ever think they're going to trust Cesaro and give him the push he deserves, 
that's still a notable win. Yeah, yeah. that's um, a big notable win. I, even the the you know Nakamania, the, you know, these gauntlet matches that they put on make stars. I don't think yeah. they've realised that how many stars they seem to have made with these gauntlet matches. Did a year ago? And about two years ago. With Nakamura. And they haven't seen him now because the they haven't seen Nakamura now because they're worried about him catching fire on social media and him becoming a becoming Nakamania and then changing the booking of this rumble. Which I don't know. He'll be I, in I, the rumble. I, oh, Nakamura's one of my picks. I would agree with that as well. I have just had a horrifying thought that Goldberg and McIntyre go on last and Goldberg just stays in the ring and just goes 1-30. to 30. Just goes to coast to the Royal Rumble just because they love him so Couldn't much. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I reckon that's our thing. But I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the list of people that have announced for the men's Royal Rumble and the women's Royal Rumble at the moment. There's only there 20 males in the men's who have been announced. Yeah, so there's 21 in the men's and there's 13 in the women's at the moment. There's going to be a few surprises pulled everybody. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll be interested to see with the Royal Rumble before we get onto it. Who the surprise entrants are and who they drafted in because the women's roster specifically isn't really big enough to fill a 30 Royal Rumble, and they've said they're not using NXT. Yeah, so who are they going to draft in? How are they going to get people that are drafted in? Mm-hmm. Uh, Best Phoenix, obviously, they said they're not using NXT. Imagine. So, yeah, they've said so. People who are permanent in NXT, so Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. Adam Cole, mm-hmm. they did state, however, if somebody appears from NXT in the Rumble that's them being called up so basically they're no longer on NXT so so I would say Damien Priest yeah probably yeah Uh, you're talking about call ups it would be for men it would probably be Priest Uh, who else I don't do not bring your champer no Thatcher maybe no I think he's going to be staying put Dexter Loomis I think he's staying put I love Dexter Loomis. So, so Priest, do yeah. you think is going to be the only dude he's going to be from NXT? Johnny Gargano, I don't think, wants to come up. Like, I think he's just But he's just a North happy. American champion, isn't he? So. Um, it sure as hell not going to be Velveteen Dream. <laughs> <coughs> the less than about him, the better. Imagine. Imagine <laughs> if he's number fucking 25. Oh, oh no. Yeah, but they haven't, they haven't seen him though that's the thing so yeah he hasn't been you on don't TV know. mate I don't know what's happening with him if he ain't been, <laughs> on, if he ain't been on TV and he hasn't been sacked he hasn't been sacked you, you might see oh fuck you might see him you might oh, hear that do 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 and off we go I'm trying to think of wrestlers that have featured on Raw Underground as well that I've gone from both I can't think of what the who was the, the tall guy that was Dan in Kano. Retribution no uh, he was in Retribution that, had a match with Keith Lee Dominic yeah him yeah, people like that is whether they're going to start filling them out with people that have been in and around shows here and they haven't really featured much on TV well right. Dominic's in Retribution just, isn't he so just to make the numbers up he'll be oh yeah fuck but then do they bring him in as part of Retribution, even though everyone knows who he is? Do they bring him in as the Retribution or the bring him in as his own actual character? No, they're going to bring him in as Retribution. Right? Yeah, Retribution. Because Ali said he's going in, isn't he? Ali just said he's going in, so... He's probably yeah. going to bring a few of them and trick a few people out, isn't he? 
Yeah, he did announce that. Dominic Mysterio has announced himself, so... Yeah, but also yeah. Dominic Mysterio winning the Royal Rumble. I hate to say it. I know his dad won it. I think he'll eliminate, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I reckon Samoa Joe will be in it. Yeah. I reckon Joe pulls a, pulls a fast one on everybody. His music just comes on and then he just stands up and just starts ripping <laughs> his suit off. And then... Is there for about ten minutes and goes. Yeah, back and he's there for about ten minutes and then gets eliminated. And then just walks back over to his announce desk. Yeah, he does the Booker T. Yeah. Who's going to be doing the coffee spot? Do you think it's Morrison? Um, the person who normally because coffee is not in any. It's coffee would normally do that spot. Yeah, you know yeah. you can kind of get eliminated, but don't. I think it's Morrison. Xavier might have a funny spot. Xavier's going to have a funny spot, but the guy who, you know, nearly gets chucked down but then comes back in, I think Morrison's going to do some, like, hand-walking or something crazy. Yeah, something like that. fill that gap. Or, yeah, probably hit, like, jump, you know, gets chucked out but on the apron and then lands on the wall or something. There's mm. a black flip on the wall or something like that. Because yeah. that's always a spot in the rumble, isn't it? Like, past I reckon Seth Rollins will be in it. You think Seth's coming back to work? Yeah, I think Seth will be coming back. Probably I don't st- think he's going to win it, but I think he'll be back. He's probably going stir crazy with his baby. Mm. Interesting to see him back to see what he comes back as. I'd bring him back as a face. I'd bring him back as like the burn it down music and just have him come in. Uh, surprise picks. Who you think? Who you think? Going to be in Cena and Edge. If Edge is in there, Cena coming Cena back. Cena and Edge. Cena I mean, and Edge coming back and then chucking each other around, building to a Mania match. There's an interesting thought you you mentioned. I'd rather see Edge versus Cena than Edge versus Orton again. Yeah, for yeah, the third. Yeah. But they're going to close off that trilogy. They're always going to close that off. I think Cena's going to be the. I think Cena's the male done. Or someone that's going to come up. I say come up. Someone that's going to come into the Rumble as a as a special guest, so to speak. I can't really see anyone else filling that gap. A lot of people have been going, oh, punk, punk, and they're like... Well, they've uh, been saying that for years. No, no, yeah. Could this be the year? I hope so. Love it. Bringing back punk, it's going to happen one of two ways. He's either number 30 in the Rumble, or it's double after WrestleMania. I think he, he deserves one of the two. I, I can't imagine him coming into, or back into WWE either, any other way other than them two. Yeah. It's going to be one or the other, isn't it? But, like, Final Four is going to be interesting. Well, now Keith, if Keith Lee is out of the equation, the Final Four is going to be interesting. Cause so, so, Brian's an obvious pick, isn't it? I've got Daniel Bryan. I've got... If Goldberg doesn't come in and win it, my other pick... It's not what I want. Well, no, it kind of is what I want to happen. I've got an image of Daniel Bryan going in at number one and winning the whole thing. And you Go. say he's doing the Shawn Michaels. Yes, the coast. I can see that happening. He's got it in his locker. How long did he go in the, the, um, the Greatest Royal Rumble? I remember that. was an hour and something, wasn't it? Yeah. So he's certainly got it. I think it's it's over the course of the last probably month or so, I think it's gone for um being anyone's game to almost focusing solely on Daniel Bryan winning it because of the thing of him saying that he's going to leave as well yeah like I think this it's... is his final whatever and that's the only thing he really hasn't done 
is in the role. And I think he, he definitely deserves it. Um, he's definitely done a lot for the company. I think Goldberg, like James just said, I think whether Goldberg comes into the Rumble or not is going to be the deciding factor on everything. I think Daniel Bryan and Edge are going to be in the final four. Um, I think Nakamura is as well. So that, I reckon that's a weird lineup. That is, imagine Daniel Bryan, Bryan Nakamura, Edge, Goldberg, and Edge. Jesus Christ! It's, it is, but that's that's. I think that I just think that Nakamura's got head of steam. I think that Cesaro is going to be the Iron Man of the match if Daniel Bryan doesn't come in early. Yeah. Um, I can also. I've got a feeling that they're going to create something between Nakamura and Cesaro. Do you think Bray Wyatt? Do you think Bray sleep on Big E? Yeah, Big E don't sleep. You can't sleep on Big E. Big E is a sleeper pick, but is what is Wyatt rolling in? I've got I've got other ideas about Big E. I've got him. I've got images of him becoming the number one contender at Elimination Chamber, the same way that Kofi did. Do you um, think do you, do you think Bray Wyatt rolls in? I think the Fiend does. I've seen a lot of stuff knocking around about how they've they've planned a scary finish. The Royal Rumble. Um, do they mean scary as in like scary like the fiend, or do they mean Nudge scary as in Goldberg winning it? <laughs> they think it's from what I've seen. Um, unfortunately, it'd be a lot scary if Goldberg winning that. But if I wait up until four half four in the morning and Goldberg wins it, I might just remove my network subscription. <laughs> but they've they've put it in as a scary finish. It looks like they're teetering towards either something happening with the fiend or something happening with Alexa Bliss. And the changes that she's shown at the moment with the Asuka thing. So it'll be interesting to see how they. One of them's going to have a strange finish. Yeah, I think it'll be something to do with Alexa Bliss personally. Yeah, the way yeah. that she keeps changing in between characters at the moment. Yeah. I don't think there's. Bringing back the theme just to eliminate Randy Orton seems a bit strange if that's what they're planning, if they're going to carry on that feud. It just doesn't seem. But then. Braun Strowman as well. He announced himself. Yeah, yesterday. but fucking Braun winning the Rumble. No, I don't think he. No, no, I don't think he'll win the Rumble. Not in a, a month or Sundays. But is he going to be someone that they keep in the four? Is he going to be left as long as possible just so Goldberg can get the elimination? I think he's going to chuck some people out. But then I do think I do think this four Rumble is going to be a lot like 2010, where it went less than an hour. I think when number 30 came in, there was the, it was pretty much the final four. Sean Marcus had just been eliminated. There was John Cena, Batista, Edge, and somebody else. I think it was the final set of people in there. So I think it's going to be a short rumble. I think both will be relatively short. I can't see it. number 30 coming in. I think there's been a lot of people left in the rumble match. I think the women's rumble is going to be short, and the men's one's going to be quite long, I think. Personally, I think the men's one's going to go for about 40 minutes. I think the women's one's half now. I think the last man standing match is going to go well. Because obviously McIntyre and Goldberg ain't going to go long. Yeah, McIntyre and Goldberg. They're going to go long. The whole show is going to be about three and a half hours. Tops. Keep it short like the current pay-per-view. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to keep it short. Three and a half, four hours maximum probably. I'm not watching it live, so I'm watching it on Monday. Yeah, I'm going to watch it uh, Monday afternoon, so I'll be off uh, the internet. Cause now I'm going to stay up and watch it because I'm sad like that. Literally, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm just going to sit up and watch it and hope that Goldberg doesn't win. <laughs> I can't be bothered watching it. 
I like to sleep. I think, that, I think that's the problem with uh, these pay-per-views. They're just on so late. Yeah, it starts. I know that it starts at. Um, I suppose it starts at twelve. I imagine that'll start with the pre-show, but yeah, it'll be at one. And it'll be one till about half three, four o'clock. Yeah, yeah half three, four o'clock. It's gonna be out. Then you got the women's run more, which is to me more intriguing. I've got it. to be fair. Um, just to end the like the men's one. Um, I'm just gonna kind of give my picks now. Um, who I think is going to win this? I think it's going to be Goldberg. Who I want to win it, Nakamura. Okay, I'll probably go with uh, Daniel Bryan to win it, and then my pick who I want, who I'd like to see win again, probably be Nakamura. Sorry if you can hear random noise in the background. My daughter's <laughs> decided to come and disrupt. Jim, uh, your picks. An additional special guest. I know, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with this. I think I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan to win. Um, I think I want him to win as well, but if Goldberg doesn't come in, then Daniel Bryan. If Goldberg does come in, then I think he's going to be Goldberg that wins. That's what I'm sticking with. Okay. Um... The ladies won. I think Bianca's winning it for some strange reason. I don't know why. I just got this feeling that Bianca Belair is going to win that. Rumble. She's heavy, heavy favourite. Heavy, heavy favourite at the moment. I think it's a bit too early for her. I think next year, one hundred percent. Okay, but then Rhea, then it's either her or Rhea. It's Rhea Ripley for me. Okay, so it's either her or Rhea, then then. What you're talking about setting up between Charlotte winning at the Elimination Chamber and Rhea goes for Charlotte and they sets up that rematch for WrestleMania that they were supposed to have in front of a crowd. I would agree. It's just, for me, it goes down to two things. I'm looking at the winner of this going on towards WrestleMania. Yeah. Whether I see that they book Charlotte Flair into giving Rhea Ripley the win back that she probably should have had last year and letting them close off that chapter with Ripley going back to WWE or going back to WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair for a title and winning this time my pick for the win I am still going to stick with Bianca Belair I agree with what James has said I don't think she is probably good enough to run a main event title just yet that's why I think it'll something will happen in that match with Bailey that will lead it to be a triple threat match I agree to the point where I think that Bianca Belair will eliminate Bailey as the final two They'll have a match then at Elimination Chamber that Bailey wins and gets herself then into the WrestleMania picture where it becomes a triple threat. It gives an opportunity for Bianca Belair to be in the main event, well, into in a main event match. But mm. Bailey and Sasha Bank will be able to be able to carry the match as who, far as it needs to go. Who do you think is coming up from next year apart from Rhea? This one's a difficult one. I as think well. Raquel Gonzalez comes up here. Mm. I think she comes in and chucks some people out. I don't think you're going to see much of NXT. I really don't. Then they haven't got that much of a roster to film. No, they haven't. They haven't got. They, they need. Oh, yeah, true, actually. How many legends are they going to bring back? They're still, still, still interesting. Be there. I'm going to look at my actual. my. It's a bit of a wild one. But for some reason, I've got a feeling that Io Shirai is going to come in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, because purely on the basis that they need a big moment. Yeah, they need a big name. 
Yeah, people are talking about Ronda like, coming back and like. It makes it seems to be falling in very fitly for Ronda Rousey. Her contract finishes um, the first of April. Yeah. Whenever they get into a deal before then to bring her in, it would make sense. Looking at the actual like thirteen people out of thirty entrants to be announced, and we've got one day to go before the Royal Rumble. Is I wouldn't say worrying, but it's a little bit of a. You could almost put just a, a twenty women's rumble in for the Royal Rumble it's match. A, it's a bit of a head scratcher. I think I've been looking at a lot of people that are currently in the Dusty Rhodes Classic for the women's side. People like Ember Moon, um, Shotzi Blackheart, people like that that have they've started expanding onto two hundred five live and doing matches here, there, and everywhere. I Shot- think it's going to be them kind of people. Shotzi, all... yeah, Shotzi, I can see. I yeah. think Shotzi Blackheart's the future of Ed, like the NXT women's, women's division. division. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Tony Storm. I think Tony Storm's going to be someone that I'll knock around. I know they've got, a, then they've got a match to take over, haven't they? Yeah, but the, 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 that the takeover booking doesn't really affect. Kind of sometimes it leads into the Royal Rumble when there's a takeover booking. Yeah, it could make. I yeah. suppose getting Tony Storm into the actual Royal Rumble will give her a mainstream exposure. She probably doesn't quite get yeah. that she hasn't had from NXT UK and then into NXT. the current NXT. Um. Be, the, the final four oh, Bianca and Rhea Bailey Bailey yeah and who's the other question one? mark yeah question my, mark yeah my two for that Alexa either. Bliss everybody's yeah. sleeping Alexa on Bliss. Bliss yeah Alexa Bliss mine's Alexa Bliss or Charlotte Flair I don't want to see Charlotte winning the Rumble again, though. Yeah, I don't think she'll win the Rumble, not by a long shot, but I think if they put her in the Rumble, she'll be in the final four. She'll be in I the final she'll, four, yeah. She'll go in the two of this. And Bliss, it'll be interesting to see how they how they manipulate something with Bliss and the... Because they've got such a character build that they could, they've got so much potential on what they could do, how she gets eliminated. Do they do something stupid like Randy Orton eliminates her? Does the Fiend come back and she leaves the Rumble at his request? Like, there's so many different little bits and pieces as, as, out there as them scenarios could be. They have got loads of different potential with Bliss. And I do think she's, a, she, like you just said, I think she's a sleeper. I think she's got a lot of potential to go the distance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be an interesting one, like I said. It'll be very different. Yeah. But then, I think it's the women's one. I mean, um, other than Rhea Ripley, the only other person who I can see as a plausible winner is Alexa Bliss. Mm. But then what what storyline do they create? Let's be do they keep the Asuka one going? Are they gonna take Charlotte Flair out of it? But the As- <laughs> the Asuka one is the Asuka one is because there wasn't no clear winner was there, so Yeah. Obviously Which they can they? kind of reflect going back forward then it and they can still have Charlotte win the elimination chamber then well it sets up another triple threat which is a bit too many triple threats, but it is what it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've got a fear that it's going to be Randy Orton the Fiend at WrestleMania, and it's going to be for some sort of ownership of Alexa Bliss. That kind of that kind of story, you know, them kind of the ones where they're like when you used to get in the old days with the managers and that kind of things. I just feel that there's going to they're going to keep that going, and although the feud is already dimming very quickly, I've got a feeling that that's going to be kept going for as long as possible. <sighs> like I said, yeah, and then. Probably one of the last notes is uh, Jericho's uh, strange botch that he did with the line song. He did redeem himself the following week. 
he did a picture perfect one, and then he just had a big smile on his face as he was picking the person. Yeah, so you know, a lot of people are kind of like. I think it does need to change his style a bit now. He's a lot older. You know. Yeah. You can't. Well, I, did... I know. I know that companies. You know, got a lot of the flippy, flippy guys. You know, but you kind of have to cater your style when you get older. Like Liger did the same thing, you know. He's the kind fact of... that Jericho's still going at the level that he is at fifty years old is a miracle and an absolute kind of testament to just how good Jericho is. However, he probably does need to consider kind of you know bring the wrestling style a little bit. That's only yeah. down. I did I did look into this. He made his debut on the second of October nineteen ninety. So he's been in the business now thirty years, match after match. I know he's had time out with his band and whatnot but it was it was I would say it was it was scary to see I did see his picture perfect one and it, it is good to see and it's always one of the best moves to see that he does pull out but it was it was like it was so close to being so damaging that he does need to now look at perhaps starting to change it up he's, he's such a good wrestler as he is does he does his arsenal does he need that kind of that kind no, of he move does, he doesn't need that, that he doesn't need that move with the Characters portraying, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. that Osprey now in like, New Japan, he kind of he's kind of changed up his style a lot. Like, he's not doing as many flips, he's not doing as many, you know, showy moves. Obviously, he pulled them out of Wrestle Kingdom, but in the normal matches, I mean, he's not pulling out, you know, you know springboards from the ropes or, you know, things like that. He's got a more grittier style. Like, the same with Liger, he kind of changed his style. Later on, I think it just needs to cut out a few of the flippy, dippy stuff and just become more of a broader type wrestler. Yeah. No, he spent he spent time in Japan. Go for more of a strong style kind of brawler. Yeah, but he can do that. You could see he did that against Kenny. He kind of can do that stuff. So it's not like his, his storytelling is so so top tier that he really doesn't need it. He can he can fight any style he wants and always tell a story, but I think what Jamie just said there is perfect. That kind of strong style slow things down a little bit more methodical. Probably suits his character a little bit more now. And how good he is at storytelling, he's always he'd, he'll get a five star match out of a broom, like the saying goes. So I think it's time for him now to start slowing down on some of the moves that are gonna put him in a put him in a situation like he was almost in the other week with his botch. Yeah, because that could have been the end. You know, a botch like that could be the end of your career. Well, yeah, you yeah. And you can't have, you can't have a... You like, can't have, you can't have, in, in, in a new kind of company, Jericho being one of the main stars, him flipping, paralysing himself, pretty much. No. You know what I mean? Oh, if he, if he actually botched the move to the point where he paralysed himself, which he could have done very easily, that would have been the end of AEW. Probably, yeah. Is, uh, thank God he's all good. And, uh, Indeed. Best wishes to Keith Lee. I think that's most of the news. I think New Japan is kind of... It's up and down right now. I think, like I said, the biggest thing was Tanahashi and Shingo and what you were talking about, Mox kind of making it into Japan. It's kind of the major news right now, anyway, before New Japan Cup. And obviously the Jay White news, nobody... Nobody's yeah, really said anything, so nobody's really like at the moment. Wikipedia still saying he signed with New Japan, so a lot of people think it's a work. Maybe they're kind of playing it into 
if you don't see him at takeover then you know he's still in new japan I'm if he rocks in at the rumble i'm gonna lose my shit it's been unbelievable paul i think he'd be much better suited for nxt i think he's probably bigger yeah. than nxt but i think the, the matches that they could have there would be unbelievable but if, if there's if he was going to sign with WWE, they'll put him in nxt he's not a yeah. biggest he's not a bigger star as aj he's great don't get me wrong he's brilliant but he's not as a well-known name as aj Styles was no, 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 no. He's probably on the same level as Nakamura was. Like Nakamura was the better wrestler. Yeah. But like, if you if you turned around to like a casual and says, "Oh, do you know who Nakamura is?" They'd be like, uh, "A little bit." And if you'd be the same, if you said, "Do you know who Jay White is?" They'd be like, "Um, maybe a little bit." It's kind of yeah. Put him in NXT, let him build themselves, and then you know. Bring him up, like but, you said, you'll find back, you'll find out on the 14th, won't you? So, mm, but like I said, I think he's still with New Japan to be fair. Yeah, I think he's still I'll, riding I'll it up. Uh, if he's in the New Japan Cup, then you know what the crack is, which would be a big thing for them anyway, keeping him because obviously you need a lot of foreign foreign stars in, you know, at the moment for casual, for casual Western fans. We don't follow the product as often like you, James. I don't know about you, Jim, but like casual Western fans need kind of casual Western stars in it. You know. Yeah, I would agree with that massively. But yeah, um, I think that's everything, and we've gone for quite a long time. So, um, yeah. James, uh, hit him up with a Twitter. Uh, yeah. So as always, follow us at Breeze underscore Shooting. Uh, mine is at the broken point one. Jim, do you want to add a, a social or use Twitter? Um, I do, yeah. So just go James underscore or James Born 14 is at James Born 14. Uh, we... It's really nice to have you on as a yeah, guest. Cheers for the, on, uh, it's, been, it's been really good. It's been, come on again. Yeah, I think you should come on for the uh takeover, obviously, Royal Rumble. Um, Review and take over preview. You're show. welcome on whenever you want to, mate. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate being invited in. Um, one last comment about the women's Royal rumble that we have overlooked. Um, there is a chance that Nijax might injure everybody in the rumble <laughs> and win by default. So I just thought I'd put that in there before we uh, signed off. Just see us all away because <laughs> anything's possible. Um, but that absolute pleasure. Pleasure as all mine to get involved. Uh, and I'll definitely jump on at some point in the future. Uh, thanks for uh, being on. I really appreciate um, you being here and having a second kind of opinion. Like I said, I really enjoy having you back for a, a review show and takeover preview coming up in a week or a week, Indeed. yeah, a week and a bit. So um, yeah. Thanks, lads. Right, Take care of yourselves. Right. 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 Right.